This is SEO Snippets, episode 20, for April the 20th, 2020. Today I'm bringing you an article uh, written by Steve Bryant, and the name is You Don't Get It, You Aren't The Point. And you will understand in a minute why that is actually quite a funny little name. Uh, But I thought this one would be a great one to bring to you today. Uh, Monday, kick off the week with some fresh thoughts and a fresh angle. Uh, A lot of what I bring you on this podcast so far is related to digital marketing, of course, uh, marketing in general, but specifically actionable uh, marketing ideas and and things that you can do that are surround that are basically, you know, they're very, they're very step one, step two, step three, which is fine. Uh, But I thought today we might switch it up a little bit again and have a look at branding because branding personally I I mean, I I think I'm not alone here for many digital marketers that it's one of those ephemeral things It's it's not quite real. It's sort of just good design Uh, I think that's a way a lot of us see it, you know good design and a slogan and uh, You know a logo on the website and that's about it now, I know that, that there is much more depth to it, but I think that the way that it's been explained and it's usually explained to many people is that it's one of those things that's just, just it's, an, it's a byproduct of whatever you're doing. You know, you're trying to build sales, you're trying to build a company and uh, your company's logo is this and its colors are blue and red or something. So, right, you're supposed to have the same thoughts and voice and tone and things that's an identity like an individual but i think for many of us including myself that sort of thing is just so uh it's just so not natural right it's a company essentially it's made up of people who who have personalities but it has to have its own and has to be distinct and it should be congruent in any case what i'm trying to get at here is that i think that his approach is quite good to talking about branding and about potentially how you should approach it now we're going to start off uh, i'm going to probably read large parts of this article here just to give you an understanding and i'm going to have to describe parts of it because it's quite visual but i think you're going to get a better understanding about how this works and also uh, as a consequence i think how journalism works and how magazines and things like that work as well so it's quite interesting without further ado uh, let's jump into it now and uh, we can uh, recap at the end and hopefully this brings you uh, a little bit more clarity as it did for me uh, I think uh, Steve is probably one of those people I'm going to spend a fair bit more time observing I just some people's brains fire in a way that just it just makes things click and it, and it just it's such a great way of understanding and, and explaining things I hope you enjoy it as much as I did let's jump into it so you don't get it you aren't the point it's by Steve Bryant on the medium blog he says here, meet the upside down triangle. So obviously you can visualize that, right? An upside down triangle. He says, among the super simple things that they teach you in journalism school, there is the super simplest thing of all. It's called the inverted pyramid, AKA the upside down triangle. The upside down triangle is an article template. It's designed to maximize the article's attractiveness. News that speaks to the widest audience goes up top. News that speaks to the least amount of people goes at the bottom. Right, so you can imagine that, right? And if you've seen most marketing funnel diagrams and things, you'll know that the triangle is one of those things that marketers use constantly to explain funnels and and traffic and all those sorts of things. I've seen a million and one slides with the triangle on it with some kind of breakup of subsection. And it's basically the same concept here, except for an article format. 
you start with your headline at the top of an article if you're going to write say a journalist piece for the ABC or somebody and you move down towards uh, the kicker which goes towards the end there which is the ending part which basically is the most uh, condensed you know specific piece of news that people who have read the rest of the article would want but people who haven't and have no idea or no reference other than the headline are probably not going to find very important so it appeals to the widest audience at the top where your headline goes and all the way down to the bottom of the kicker is the narrowest audience people who have gone and, and have that level of knowledge that you know the kicker would make sense he says, in between, there's a logical progression of information that provides a deeper and deeper context, which obviously is the same way that you would build a marketing funnel, right? You would start with uh, your, your wide advertising, or your display advertising, and you would get people to come to the site or come for a blog or something, and you try to push them down and squeeze them towards a, a conversion. And it's very similar here, I guess, for journalism, but it's, you're not pushing them towards a product or a service particularly. You're just pushing them towards a better understanding of the facts and the things that have happened. But the article tells a story, right? It takes you on a journey from the most widest part at the top and it squeezes you down and keeps pushing you down by grabbing your attention and stringing together the dots of the headline is this and then this and then this and then this. And you, before you know it, usually you're at least halfway through an article or more uh, and you go, oh, okay, cool. I think I've got a bit of an understanding to this. And if you're like me, you might get broken up a little bit there once you see the the ads that jump in the way and you know cause you to, to break your reading uh, immersion, which by the way, we did talk about in another podcast uh, just a few weeks ago, I believe. Uh, but moving on, so so if you're like me, you'll get to that point and maybe, oh, I'm most of the way through the article. Uh, but but that's the whole point of this this thing. You, you structure in a way that makes the most sense for your audience and the way that actually tells a story and moves people towards where you want them to go. Now, he says here, the Humble Magazine is pretty much the same, right? If you really think about it, the magazine, its headline is essentially its front page. You've got an image of the people or something happening on the front page that is is interesting to you, that is interesting to the most widest amounts of people. You know, Kim and Kanye split up or, or I don't know, maybe it's, you know, Times Man of the Year is Donald Trump. The mo- that most people are interested in that. They may not be happy about it, but they're definitely going to be interested in it, right? So you're going to move from there and you're going to push them down t- through the magazine to whatever's at the end and the end is usually things like book reviews or or you know letters that people have written in or something like that now obviously there's some other exceptions to this you know, potentially some magazines put the whole letter to the editor the thing at the front etc but you get the picture right you've got your very broad very exciting stuff at the top and your more niche stuff towards the bottom and that's how these things work now uh, it says pretty much what what happens when you really think about a magazine. It's a, it's a bunch of these triangles put together because you've got multiple sections. So instead of like an article where you've got an article is just one thing, top to bottom. It's widest, most uh, traction gaining thing at the top, and your most narrow thing at the bottom. You've got the publication here. You've got your magazine where you've got different sections that include different articles inside the sections. So you get these triangles going down and down and down to more and more specificity. Right? The headline for the technology section may be self-driving cars, but then the 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 next article might be something that's more in depth about self-driving cars or about AI, etc., etc. And then inside each one of those articles will have their own triangle. So you end up with uh, something that's called a Sipinski triangle, right? You get triangles within triangles within triangles, leading all the way down to more specificity. 
The point is that, I guess, the publication leaves with what's most relevant, timely, interesting to its audience. Right? Who the publication and who the editors are, you know, where the pages are printed out, etc., etc., it's all incidental stuff. It doesn't matter. The publication isn't the point. The audience is the point. Right? And that's going back to the, the top of the, the start of this article here and the, and the headline itself. You aren't the point. You talking about your brand isn't the point. The audience is the point because what the audience cares about leads naturally to who the publication is. So that's an interesting, I guess, spin around on, on the way we think about things. Now, that's the exact opposite of a brand, right? And at least that's what, that's what Steve says. Funnel shape silliness aside, most brands do not function like upside down triangles. Brands are right side up. A brand does not begin with the audience in mind, and that's true whether you're doing feature-based selling or solution-based selling. A brand begins as an idea about itself, right, the product, and then tries to sell that idea to an audience, which is the market. And that's why it's called a product market fit, not a market product fit. You go one end to the other. So so the, he gives a great example here about uh, horses and saddles, and I usually keep this pretty light, but I just found this too funny to leave out. He says here that you're in the market for a horse saddle, here's a horse saddle, and that's how these work. But if you're in the market for a horse, if they ask, you know, are you in the market for a horse saddle? And you say no, well, the response might be something akin to, you know, then go away, uh, but a little bit more uh, <laughs> explicit than that. Uh, so it's a conversion strategy, right? Conversion strategies are right, and, are right and good when there's a clear problem to be solved. When there's an audience that knows it needs a horse saddle, then a conversion strategy works, right? That's the whole top to bottom scenario. But when the audience doesn't know that it needs a horse saddle or when the market is flooded with identical horse saddles, then a conversion strategy doesn't work. And that's where branding comes in. Conversion strategies work for people who are looking for what you already provide. So it's very similar, I suppose, to uh, search advertising in a way, more than uh, SEO. Although SEO can go both ways, of course. Your search advertising, somebody might look for you know, low-cost accountants. People know, they know they need an accountant already. Low-cost uh, financial auditor or something like that. They know what they need. Right? Low-cost financial auditor for hairdressers, whatever. They know what they need. But when you get uh, so many of them in one go, you get so many in one area, you have to have some differentiator. I said, that's when brands who know they should be doing content, quote unquote, start wondering whether now is the time to start. So the problem is that most brands aren't good at awareness. A brand is a selfish thing. It was, an, it was born as an idea about itself. It raised money talking about itself. It sells product talking about itself. But people don't aspire to products. People aspire to feelings that products give them. And that's true for everything from candy bars to sports cars to cloud-based documents, storage solutions, right? You don't buy off most brands because of what they sell. And I'm sure that many of you have probably heard this before and so have I, but this reminder seems so timely uh, in this current crisis when we're talking about multiple companies are going out of business or multiple companies are struggling, etc. And we, we covered in the podcast here a couple of weeks ago in another episode, we covered about how now is the time to double down on your content and your strategy and your SEO and your marketing because the companies that do right now are the ones that grow. They grow by 20% generally, not for just immediate the immediate uh, future, so the next three months. No, no, no. 
that's the next six months to three years. You have an increased market share. You have an increased amount of revenue because you do it now and you sacrifice now. You put the work in now. See, what's going to happen here, and everybody knows this, is that there's a lot of business that starts to happen once the economy starts on the up again, right? You've got companies that start opening again, banks start lending again, everybody starts to advertise again, and you see that it's starting to get busy and crowded. And you're going to have to, you're going to struggle to differentiate yourself. You're going to have to, but you're going to struggle because you don't have an assigned brand because you haven't learned to make sure that your brand is helping people aspire to a feeling rather than aspiring to a product or a service. Right? So think about this one where Nike sells shoes. Nike sells shoes, Adidas sells shoes. You know who else sells shoes? New Balance. You know who else sells shoes? Woolworths. Woolworths? Maybe Big W, but you get the picture, right? You can get shoes from anywhere, but the brand, the Nike brand next to it, the Adidas brand next to it, that's different, right? You get a different feeling about that. That's luxury. That's something that you uh, can be proud to wear because you aspire to something. And probably a really even better example of that might be Jordan's, right? Nike's got a specific way of branding its own shoes within its own brand. Jordans are way better than normal Nikes because they're Jordans. So you want to get the Jordans. You know, you want to get Yeezy's new shoes. Why? Well, they're better than the other shoes that are almost exactly the same, right? The brand in that, the brand. Jordan is the brand. Kanye is the brand. And you see the bit behind that. So he says here, you can probably see where this is going. Publications don't sell horse apples. And that's good, I, I guess, because... <laughs> I may have just beat the horse to death there, and I'm sure that you you understood what I meant while I was explaining before I even explained it, probably. But if you didn't get it in the beginning, you definitely got it at least two seconds into it. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? This is an important scenario. So he says here now, if you're a brand marketer, you won't say, "Well, sure," but people who are interested in, you know, horse saddles and or sun-drenched wild prairies and, and stallions and stuff like that, most of them won't buy a saddle, right? If you're going to sell horse saddles, most people who are interested in riding horses probably aren't going to buy a saddle. They just like horses or it's interesting to them or it's something that they've always wanted to do, but maybe they're going to ride a horse down the beach in their next Mexico holiday or something like that. And that's it. Content takes a long time to build up. This takes a long time to ingrain in people's minds. Branding takes a long time for people to get used to. But the desire to directly link content to sales misses the point. If you're getting into content to make some quick sales, you're doing it wrong and for the wrong reasons. Right? You're embarking on an awareness strategy. That's what you're going to do here. Now is the time to do it. 20% increase in market share, 20% increase in revenue for the next three years if you put the work in now. If you put your pedal to the metal now. The point of awareness strategy is not to capture dollars by selling a thing. The point of an awareness strategy is to capture attention by selling an idea adjacent to that thing. You're selling a lifestyle, you're selling a dream, you're selling a something. And this is something we've heard, it's so popular, it's in movies and everything now. But it's true. I think the trick is doing that well. Now it's not the it's not really the scope of today's podcast, but you have to start doing it to be able to do it well. By capturing attention with ideas, you own that idea. By owning the idea, you own the audience. Right? Think back to who's one of the most prominent people who owns an idea now, who owns an audience. 
Gary V, right? Gary V owns the idea that getting loud on social media is something that you should be doing because it's uh, the most, it's the best time in history to do it and etc. etc. Gary is by no means the first guy to come up with that and he won't be the last. He's just done better than anybody else at pushing that message out and getting in front of people. Gary is tied to that now. The way that Tony Robbins is tied to all his you know, seminar stuff a while ago. If you think, oh, I'm going to a self-help seminar, most people will somewhere within that conversation ask if it's Tony Robbins or mention Tony Robbins. He's, he's linked that idea. The same way that Bitcoin is linked to cryptocurrency and not Bitcoin is cryptocurrency, but cryptocurrency isn't necessarily Bitcoin. There's plenty of crypto out there. But by owning that idea, you own the audience. By owning the audience, you can tell the audience what to pay attention to, and thereby, you can define the marketplace. You get to tell them what's good and what's not. You you have trust, you've built it over a long period of time. That's your long-term play. So let's go back a little bit, because I know that we've covered a few ideas here, right? And this has been a little bit of maybe me beating a dead horse with examples, and also going from journalism to branding to whatever. So we talked a minute, in the beginning we talked about journalism. You've got your inverted triangle. The headline is what applies to the most people. It's the most interesting thing to people. That's the way that journalism works. You put a really big flashy headline, get that clickbait out there for people to click it, and then you get more specific and connect the dots all the way down to the bottom, to the kicker, the point where the person who's read the most and understands the most might get value out of it, but most people won't. Right? If they don't read the article, it's not for them. Now, brands, on the other hand, brands are usually looked at the other way around. They're going from the point. They say, hey, we are this person and we're going to tell you all about us and what we do, etc., etc., all the way down to the bottom where it says, you know, oh, by the way, we understand that you care about these things. Right? And in between all of that, there's the who we are and what we do and when we started and even the products we sell and then what you care about. And what you care about might be the feeling you get from just knowing that, I don't know, maybe, maybe that your money is being saved automatically. There's an app for that, right? You can use an app for that, for like uh, Raise or, or, or Acorns, I think it's still Acorns in some countries that helps you save. And what you really want is the feeling of knowing that you're putting together uh, some kind of financial future for yourself okay well what they might talk about in the beginning is hey we do this and we started here and we're a company that raises this much etc etc and then they say oh we've got the app etc etc and that'll get to you know finally laid back marketing uh, laid back sorry laid back savings or investing for the person who you know it's too complicated for keep it simple but keep it happening keep it going now, I don't mean to pick on them at all because it just came to my head. I've used them for quite some time and I'm not saying that they're doing anything particular like that. So, so the point is that an, up, an upside down uh, pyramid is what uh, a journalistic article is. And a, and a general pyramid with the point at the top is usually how brands see things. And that's a conversion strategy, the way that brands see things. They're going to start with the top point. They're going to try and sell you something. Then they're going to try and push you all the way down to the bottom to what you care about and get connect with you and connect with the dreams that you have. Now, Steve here, if I'm not mistaken, is saying that this is the opposite of what you need to do. You need to be doing the opposite thing where you say, hey, 
we're going to treat this like a journalistic article and we're going to start at the top with content and we're provoking ideas and dreams from people and showing them how our products and our services and our brand can help them fulfill those and you go from the top down and you get them to convert later 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 right and right now is a great time to do it because no one's converting now anyway no one can go out and buy and the people who can buy aren't spending as much because everyone's scared and most of us are out of a job so you need to think about this right you need to think about how can i start embarking in content marketing how can i establish what my brand is what it does what dreams we seek to to help people fulfill etc etc now these are going to sound and they already sound as i say them a little bit ephemeral but i think they're things that are time tested for many brand marketers and for many businesses who are successful and I think it's one of those things that we just got to sit down and live with the fact that some things we do, you know, maybe aren't directly applicable now. And some things do require faith. And that's not just Bible related, right? You have to have faith in the process. You have to have faith that it'll work. You have to have faith that continuing to do the thing that you are doing is going to serve a dividend later. And that dividend might be later than what you are prepared for. Now, I did mention Gary Fee earlier on uh, as I was talking here and you might recognize that by the end of that we just came to the same conclusion that Gary often does. Put in the work now, love the process, trust the process. The result will come but you've got time and you need to continue to do the things and be consistent and it all starts with that. In any case, that is all I have for you today. Today was a little bit longer than I expected, but I, I just thought this is such a great idea. This is such a timely piece that needs to be brought to people. And I really hope that it helps some of you out there. And I hope that this sort of thing is something that you, know, you can get thinking about now that you're sitting in quarantine and maybe the business is a bit slower. You, know, you don't have so much that you, you can do physically right now as far as serving customers, but you can be set up to serve the heck out of them once you're back and to make sure that you're serving better in the future and that you're connecting with them in a way that means that they want to buy from you readily, not just because your products and services are fantastic, but they identify with where you're going. And I challenge you too, actually, to, to take a look at some of the smaller, even smaller companies that you know in your city or your area that you buy with or that you go to very often and just challenge to think, why do you go there? worth thinking about because I think usually it's because you expect something or you you sit at home going oh it'd be so great to have a wine you know next to the water at that restaurant or whatever it's such a great slice of life or something and that's what you think about you don't think particularly about the fact that you just need to fill your belly in any case, as I said, that's all I have for you today thank you again for listening you can find me on Twitter at Patrick Herbert Zero or search the podcast on LinkedIn you should be able to find me there very easily any feedback I would love to hear from you alternatively if you have anchor anchor being the podcasting app that I do uh, produce and and share this on you can leave me a voice feedback there I'd love to hear from you have a great day and I will speak to you soon bye bye